Hello and welcome to the Q York podcast, brought to you from our local church in the beautiful city of York in the UK. The message you're about to hear is from one of our services, which also feature great live music and relevant movie clips. These can all be found on our blog, so to make sure you're getting the full experience, feel free to head over to qyork.co.uk and select blog to find the relevant content. There's also a huge selection of talks and live music videos on our media page, as well as a donate button if you'd like to show your appreciation and enable us to keep producing free content like this. Finally, to stay up to date on new blogs and events at Q, you can sign up for emails by filling in your name and email address at the bottom of any page on the website. But right now, it's time for the message. All right, well, Merry Newtonness, everyone. That'll make sense as we go along. It's good to see you. Welcome to Q. Uh, and you're going to have a great night of music. Be sure you give it up for the guys. I know they've worked really hard. We have a fantastic team. And I've got a dicky hand. I'm waiting for surgery, so I can't clap loud. So I need you to do the clapping for me, but let them know that you appreciate all the work that they've put in. And hopefully with that and some uh, interesting and amusing videos and a little input from me, we'll have had a great night before we're through. Um, I love the clips that, that, that we found. That one comes from... Uh, uh, the Big Bang Theory, the, the TV program. And, and uh, what we want to just bring to you tonight in our whole journey is about the battle for Christmas. Now, now I don't want you to go all religious on that and think, oh, heck, we're going to get hammered now with kind of Bible bashing, etc. It's just very interesting, this battle for Christmas. And uh, uh, the truth is, Sheldon on the video was actually right, that Jesus wasn't born on the 25th of December, in the winter, you know, in the bleak midwinter, frosty winds made known is nonsense. None of that is true or ever happened. But it is true that Isaac Newton, the physicist, was born on Christmas Day uh, in whatever year he was born. And it's also true that Christmas, when we have it now, um, was introduced here to replace a pagan Roman festival that, that, uh, that they had, like he said, which included lots of slaughter and goats and all that stuff, but we're... We're going to leave that out just for tonight, just for one night only. But what I wanted to bring into this, just, just as we take our journey about the battle for Christmas, is um, when I was growing up in the 60s, I was raised in a Christian home, and it's all I've ever known. And in the 60s, there was this big kerfuffle and fuss because all of a sudden, Xmas started being used instead of Christmas. And you just don't want to know... The, what that created in my own home with my parents and particularly among these people who can be really strange called Christians that I happen to be a part of who just get their knickers in a twist over the craziest stuff and you, you just would not imagine the extent to which you know, the blood was rise, the blood pressure was going up and the faces were getting red and there were demonstrations and letters you know, because you've replaced Christ with Xmas and we're not having it, it's terrible. So I call those the days of Exodus. But you see, the question is, does Xmas really cross Christ out of Christmas? Well, what's interesting is, Christos is the word for Christ in the Greek New Testament. And the first letter of the word is the Greek letter, chi, 
the first letter of the word Christ in the Greek New Testament. First letter is chi, which looks like the letter X on our alphabet. The X has come through church history to be a shorthand symbol for the name of Christ. There's nothing new about it in English. And it goes back as far as the Anglo-Saxon Chronicles. If you're interested and want a good night's read, Anglo-Saxon Chronicles. You see, the reality is that it always was, and we got our knickers in a twist about something that actually was a reality, that X is Christ and X is special. But in reality, while driven by good intentions, if Christ has been taken out of Christmas, it's not because of the substitution of a letter, but because it's being turned into Jesusmus. But it's not Jesusmus. It's Christmas. But X is good for that, which we'll get into. The focus being that Jesus is born rather than a coincidental but very much more important reality that Christ has come. And there is a difference. Maybe rather than seeing the X in Xmas as crossing out Christ, we should see it as the ultimate acknowledgement of the presence of Christ wherever, whenever and whomever there is the willingness to let light and life shine through into our world. And that maybe peace on earth and goodwill toward all people can still be the reality of that revelation. So enjoy, as tonight, we truly try to put the X back in Christmas. Awesome, awesome guys. Well, we saw beautifully from the, first, from the second and third videos that we took from uh, the Big Bang Theory. All the distortions, disruptions, and stresses caused by the misappropriated expectations and mismeaning of Christmas. And don't we know something about that? I love it when Sheldon's reply to Penny, who's bought him the gift, is the foundation of gift giving is reciprocity. You haven't given me a gift, you've given me an obligation. Even I thought was funny to the need for a geek non-hugger, I didn't say a Greek non-hugger, some of you would like a Greek hugger, a geek non-hugger to be driven to the awkward feeling of the necessity to hug someone. It does funny things to us. The sad thing is for me is that I happen to think that, that even the Christian expression of the story of Christmas has introduced us to that idea of, of, of a gift giving in reciprocity. You understand what that means? You have to give back and restore to the person who gave you what they gave to you. And when he said, you haven't given me a gift, you've given me an obligation, I worry that sometimes the way the Christian gospel has come across is that you have to give reciprocity and that you have to, you have been given an obligation that somehow you have to give back equal or greater than what it was that you believe was given to you in the whole story of Christmas. And that mirrored the distress that we were being subjected to, which I said earlier, over the issue of Christmas being presented as Xmas. Well, for some reason, we mentally think of, an, of X in a very negative context, which is not supported, actually, by the majority of our actual usage. Truth is, X does not take Christ out of Christmas. It puts him back in. You see, granted, at school... A teacher might write a tick for something which is correct or write a red X, you teachers. 
by your work to mean you've done something wrong, meaning X is when you cross something out. X is something we have done wrong. However, the greater truth is that at the end of a letter to someone you love, you put an X for a kiss. X means a kiss and it means you love someone. X is a symbol of love. In algebra, X is used as a symbol to mean the unknown factor which you try to work out. It represents the answer you are looking for in an equation. X is the answer you seek. In pirate stories, an X marks the spot of buried treasure. It shows you where to dig. X is the place of our treasure. When someone has the X factor, they have that special something which an agent or recruiter is looking for. X is that special factor. In mathematics, X is used as the symbol for multiplication. We write X after a number meaning to do something more than once. X means many times. In an election, when you vote for someone, you put an X in the box. X means you vote for someone. X means you have made a positive decision to support someone. The X in Xmas is not crossing out Christ. The X stands for the Greek chi, the abbreviation for Christ. The X is Christ. The X is for love. The X is the answer we seek. The X is our treasure. The X is for the special factor in our life. The X is the more, not the less. The X is the vote in your favor. The X is the difference. And so I can do nothing better to than to wish you Happy Xmas. So I want to talk to you just for this last little section about nativity versus incarnation in a troubled world. See, nativity and incarnation may share a moment on the stage of life, but they're not the same thing. And I wonder when did the incarnation of the Christ become merely the nativity of Jesus? See, nativity simply means the occasion of a person's birth. But incarnation means the embodiment of something beyond the limits of human existence within the sphere of human existence. Something bigger than just a birth. The story of Christmas as told by the gospel writers has a meaning beyond the rational and a truth beyond the scientific it points to a reality that no life touched by a true level, a revelation of it could ever deny. And each of the characters taking the stage in this Christmas story convey a piece of that message. Could it be that we're all Herod? We've all killed the baby that threatened our ego and looked as though it might change our status quo unless we gave in order to gain? Could it be that we're all the innkeeper facing the challenge to make room 
when it seems we have no room for what it is that if we made room would actually change our very life. Could it, could it be that we're all the shepherds, at some time outcast, at some time alone in a dark place, but subject maybe to something that might seem like a visitation that's calling us to go somewhere where we wouldn't have gone unless this inspiration came. But if we will go and leave where we were and go to where we're supposed to be, we might meet something that will revolutionize our all existence and give value that we never had. Could it be that we're all the magi? That in our own belief systems, we are not connected to or related to what might be the thing that we are looking for. But somehow, something is leading us to a place where in order to get there, we have to leave where we are. But if we leave where we are and go where it's leading us, maybe we'll find that thing called the Christ. Maybe we're all Joseph. Struggling with situations in life that don't seem to make any sense to us and in fact threaten our very integrity. But maybe we're the person like Joseph who needs to be noble in our decisions because in doing that we make room for something that otherwise we would never have been a part of. Maybe we're all Mary, even the guys. Maybe we're all Mary, who, who utter choice and by a choice and through a choice might allow something to enter into us and enter into our world that when it emerges will be life for the world and life for our world. And maybe shockingly, we're all meant to be the Christ in our world. The beauty of the Christmas or the Xmas story is its intent to go beyond what our rational minds can embrace. For when the Christ presence is embraced and understood through this Jesus, love, acceptance and forgiveness are experienced and we become whole, free and affirmed people and maybe the heavens then do sing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to all people. To those who've never stepped inside this experience, we issue an invitation to come stand where we stand and look through our eyes at this babe of Bethlehem who is so much more than just Jesus. I say that with much humility and respect. In the light of this understanding, I can sing with passion and integrity and have no intention of doing so and competing with our amazing team, oh come let us adore him. And so I want to finish talking to you tonight with some words that I have added some words to and worked with, but really are rooted out of something that was written by a guy who's now gone, gone from our world called John Shelby Spong. How do we adore him? In my mind, the answer to that query is clear. I adore him not by becoming religious, or by becoming a missionary who seeks to convert the world to my understanding of Jesus, I do it rather by dedicating my energies to the task of building a world where everyone in it might have an opportunity to live more fully, love more wastefully, and have the courage to be all that they were created to be. 
This is the only way I know how to acknowledge the source of life, the source of love, and the ground of being that I believe I have experienced in the Christ. How can I adore the source of life except by living? How can one adore the source of love except by loving? How can one adore the ground of all being except by having the courage to be all that one can be? Is it possible, is it not possible to seek these gifts for oneself and then deny them to every other life? So our task as disciples of Jesus is to live fully, to love wastefully, and to be all that we can be while we seek to enable every other person in the infinite variety of humanity to live fully, to love wastefully, and to be all that each person can be. That also means that we can brook no prejudice that would hurt or reject another based on any external characteristic, be it race, ethnicity, gender, or sexual orientation. It all seems so simple to me. God was in Christ. That is the essence of what I believe about this Jesus. So please, have a blessed and holy Xmas. Thanks for listening to another Q York podcast. Now, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then we would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop us an email to info at qyork.co.uk and let us know who you are and where you're listening from. Don't forget there are blogs and all sorts of media to be enjoyed at qyork.co.uk, which are welcome to browse at your leisure. Until next time, enjoy the quest. <laughs>